Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, everyone, and happy Valentine's Day. But more importantly, welcome to Decoding Reality, a decoding TV podcast covering the latest and greatest in reality television. I'm Justin. And I'm Deja. On today's episode of Decoding Reality, we will be discussing The Bachelor Season 27, Episode 4. Should be pretty fun, but you can find more episodes if you like this one at decodingreality.tv. Or if you want any commentary about what we're saying, please email us at decodingtv at gmail.com. And you can find us on TikTok at tiktok.com slash at decodingreality. On today's episode, we are going to do a quick thoughts about the episode, then we'll do a recap, and then we'll wrap up with our predictions for next week. But I feel like we have a lot to talk about the middle of this episode, because a lot happened, and then I guess not a lot of happened. I would say a lot of fluff happened in this episode, but there's I can already anticipate that a lot of our conversation is going to be about this Weird group date. So, Deja, let's just get into it. What did you think of this episode? I think I've brought it up a few times now. The way Zach appropriates his time is so strange to me. That he really does not give a chance for some connections to turn into anything because he just wants to spend time with the same five people he's connected with. Um, So this episode felt like just continuing the consequences of that. The catty argument... (laughs) cat um the just ridiculous bickering and the insecurity that it just worsens so incredibly badly 
I don't know if it's normal, and maybe Justin, you can tell me about this when you're giving your initial thoughts as well, but do bachelors usually have so many women just saying, clearly you don't want me, I want to go home? Because clearly you don't want me is a, is a really common okay, sentiment right yeah. now. Here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the difference between the bachelor and the bachelorette, because the same thing happens over on the bachelorette. But it's different because it's one, like we live in a heteronormative society, unfortunately. But when it's women, when, when the bachelorette is like the lead, men, it's expected of the men to like make an effort to like, you know, go after the woman, you know, because we live in a patriarchal society. They, the men are expected to pursue the bachelorette. And there's always that weird thing in the season where like, the bachelor, the 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 men in the bachelorette season are like, oh, they're having fun playing this weird basketball or football game, and they're not talking to the bachelorette. Isn't that so weird? But when it comes to the bachelor, and you have a group of women all pursuing the same guy, the women are never prepared, and they never expect to be the pursuer. I, I would say most of the women who come on the show are expecting to be pursued by The Bachelor. And that is not the case. You are on a television show. You have to make yourself known. And I think that's kind of the rub of this episode, because some people realize that, and I would say other people don't, unfortunately. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense, Yeah, that's actually such a good point, because I had said early on in this whole process of us jumping into the season that part of why I was so hesitant to watch The Bachelor was like... I know what it's like to intentionally pursue and romantically pursue a non-man. I don't know what it's like to do that for a man. And it it's just such a weird concept. And it didn't really occur to me that, even though I'm saying that from like a queer perspective, that these straight women are so used to being pursued, they don't know either. They have no idea. That's actually so funny. They don't. They don't. Because I, I said this, I've been saying this week after week, that the... the certain contestants come on the show expecting like a normal relationship where you go on dates, you expect time. And this was like the breaking point for a lot of the women, this episode of like, wow, he hasn't talked to me in a week. And I think uh one of the contestants said this week, I think it was Anastasia. We'll talk about her in a minute, but she even said, I feel as though Zach has his favorites. And if you're not one of them, you're kind of SOL because I'll be real with you. If the bachelor wanted to spend time with you, the producers and like he can make that happen. It doesn't have to be a group date or anything. There has been multiple times where the lead like snuck into somebody's room or like arranged something to like if he wants to talk to a certain person. And if he's not, maybe he's just not that into you. Quoted ah, 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 something. <laughs> you know what i mean like what do you think no i fully agree and i like i said last week i'm a little bit torn about it i don't want to be wasting time and screen time and energy watching things that he knows are clearly not going to go anywhere but also the whole point is that maybe one of them is your wife and maybe 
the person you see in the beginning who you don't connect with is going to surprise you in this experiment. And I feel like that's the advice he got early on as well was you might not Mm -hmm. connect with them in the first instant, but you'll know when you know. Um, I think he's, he's going with the first instant. If in your first two conversations, he didn't want to look to know you more then he stopped trying. And at this point you're already out. Um, there's not really a chance for you. And I think if he, if he could give out less roses, he would without really, Oh, absolutely. I think Zach could be down to his final eight. If he really wanted to eight, eight. Okay. Okay. I I won't ask you to do a top eight. Give me a top three of who you think Zach will pick. Zach would definitely want Katie. Um, definitely number one. Brooklyn Charity shocks to say her. Really, you're gonna put Brooklyn and Charity on the list? I wouldn't put them on the list. I wouldn't. I feel like Zach is. He's definitely exploring a lot, but I think that right now Zach knows he wants real, and real feels like anything out of his comfort zone. He's just presented with somebody, like, telling him the truth, and he's like, whoa, they're so honest and so real with me, and, like, I've never had a connection like this. Um, To which I say, you should connect with more people. But, (laughs) yeah, he's definitely wooed by those big moments. Yeah, I I, I do have a worry about charity, because... Are we at the point where he's considering charity a romantic option or, or does, is this a friendship vibe? Because here's the reason why I say this, because people who go to the bachelor with drama or talk about other women or anything never win like 0% win record. And in this episode, he talks to Charity about what's going on in the house. My concern is, is he going to Charity because he sees her as a confidant and a friend like, hey, what's really going on in the house? Or does he look at her as a romantic option and like says, you're not like not a friendship. You know what I mean? Because I don't think he's spending time talking to Katie about what's going on in the house. You know what I mean? That's my fear. You know, I think it's it's like um, something you did on your TikTok, actually, Justin. And you had a series briefly <laughs> where you were taking fictional characters and talking about would they be in a relationship with a black person? And, oh, you, yeah. you know, like people do what they do on TikTok and they derail the point of things. Mm-hmm. But the point there being like, how does this person through this character, this fictional character, how do they interact with black people? Are they seeing them as people? Are they engaging with them on that level? And I don't think we know yet if Zach is engaging with charity on a level where it's romantic. Because there's a lot of people who can be in a relationship with a black person. And there's a lot of people who can be in a friendship with a black person, an amazing friendship. Um, But that doesn't necessarily mean they can marry them. They can envision a whole life with them. Yep. They can connect on that level. I think for sure that Charity's going to be here for a while. I don't think she's winning. Um, I think whatever oh, connection her and really? Zach have oh, is man. genuine. But I do think that in mm-hmm. the end of the day, it's going to be this realization of like, yeah, I really like Charity, but I just don't know if this is somebody I'm going to spend my life with. And that's going to be that. And they're probably going to be friends maybe oh. after... You know, I think every black woman I deserves guess. a token white man to just have as a buddy. 
<laughs> True, I have mine. Shout out to him. You got to do what you got to do. But let's get into the recap. But before we do that, we are going to take a quick break for a sponsor. And we'll be back with more Decoding Reality right after this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And we're back. Let's get into the recap of the show. I just know. I just know that we're going to spend a lot of time in the middle of the episode. So let's just get into it. It's, this is the first week where they're finally traveling around the world. You know, Jesse comes in with the thing. He's like, ah, sorry, guys. Zach left. And everyone's like, oh, no. Where did he go? That's because he's going to the Bahamas. And the entire cast is going to the Bahamas as well. I mean, I'll never forget the time where they told the women that they'll be going to Cleveland and they were like, oh, okay. But you would have thought like they just, the, these women want a million dollars the way they were acting to the Bahamas, you know? I mean, come on. Would you react the same way to the Bahamas, Deja? I don't know. I'm Caribbean as it is. So I'm going to be happy, but for very different reasons. <laughs> I will point out, though, when they cut to the Bahamas, they didn't show any of the island outside of the resort they were staying on. Islands, excuse me. Outside of the resort they were staying on. That was... That was very... This is an ABC show. Uh, You mean this is sponsored? Hashtag sponsored. <laughs> you know, like, they probably got a good deal at the ho- with the hotel chain. I get it. You gotta cut somewhere, but they're going to the Bahamas. And when the, once they get to the Bahamas, they do the, like the little cheers, like woohoo, and everyone's packing. But then they bring out the date cards, and we find out for the first like one-on-one date. There's two one-on-one dates and one group date this week. Cat will be getting the one-on-first one-on-one, not Katie, but Cat. And if you don't remember her, she's the SPF girl. What was her line? She was like, I'm SPFing you. And I was like, mm, it was okay, an but it was, it's a, it was an attempt, but good for her. But more importantly, when she gets this date card and the girls are like, yay, I'm so happy for you. They're not really happy for her at all. They're made very je- jealous. They had a, like a voice of, Greer being like, uh, I got the first impression, Rose. What happened? Like, we, we had such a beautiful connection. And we all know what happens when you get the first impression, Rose. If you've been a loyal listener of the show, it's the kiss of death. 
Like, this happens to every single one of them. You know what I mean? It happens every time, and it's always so obvious to me, like, as it's happening, that you, of course, were the first person that he was interested in, which means it was mainly just about looks. Whether he wanted it to be or not, at that stage, it has to mainly (laughs) just be they're pretty and they're nice. Because everyone was nice. Everyone was funny. Everyone... You know, got a hug. Half of them got a kiss. Zach is not shy with that. But you were pretty. And he thought that was cool. And that's okay. (laughs) But that doesn't mean that he wants another date with you. And that doesn't mean that the connection's going to really go anywhere. Because that's not really much more than a Tinder swipe. That's that's basically it. You are exactly right. It is literally just a Tinder swipe. Sorry, Greer, but the future does not look bright for you. But Kat gets to go snorkeling with Zach. And Zach is wearing a very loud blue shirt that I noted. I was like, okay. It's all right. As a fan of Hawaiian shirts, it's a little too loud for me. But, you know, I, I, I'm not hating it. I'm not hating it. <laughs> so, more importantly, Kat rubs sunscreen all over Zach. And it's kind of romantic a little bit. But we've seen this guy with his shirt off so many times. And he's rubbing soap all over his body in every single episode. Oh, actually, no. He doesn't use soap. It's just water. It's literally Zach standing in, like, a running stream of water with shorts on. Gotta keep it PG because it's on ABC. But it, he doesn't use soap hardly ever. Did you notice this too, or am I just being weird? I can't say I noticed it. <laughs> I won't lie to you. But <laughs> I did notice how they keep drawing attention to his chest hair as well. There was a moment on this date where Zach just goes, mm-hmm. Yeah, so Kat really loves my chest hair, says it's really well groomed. <laughs> What's going on? Where? How did we get here? Like, as a society, as as a human race, I'm concerned. You know what? Live your dreams, Kat. Live your dreams. They do a little bit of awkward dancing. And Zach says repeatedly that it's very easy to be around Kat. And it doesn't feel like a first date, even though it's technically their first date. Meanwhile, back at the hotel... The girls are starting to get really, really restless. Like, some of them have gotten one-on-ones. Some of them have gone on group dates. A lot of people have not gotten real time with Zach. And the engagement is starting to loom over them all a little bit. And Anastasia, like I said earlier, she says, It seems as though Zach has already chosen his favorites. And Anastasia feels like she's not one of them. You know, and I feel like she's right, to be honest with you. But during this time, they do announce that Brooklyn will be getting the second one-on-one date. So, as I get it, I get why some of the women are starting to feel this pressure of like, do I spend time with them? Do I not? But I think, I think Anastasia is right here. I think Zach already picked his final like four to six. What do you think? I think he really has. And it was her saying that was another moment where I was like a little bit frustrated with the dynamic that's being created where some of them are just stuck there. They're just there. They're on vacation. Mm. Sure. But they're also on vacation watching someone, you know, date and woo all these other women. And it's just, it's not fun. It's playing on their insecurities. It's draining. I'm sure to constantly be around them. If I were them, I would also be questioning if it's worth it for me to stay at all. So I can't blame them. 
Really? Would you have pulled a Brianna? Like, before we Absolutely. before we go up and go on travel? Absolutely. Well, no, no. I would stay really? for the travel. I'm sorry. Um, like, I'm not <laughs> a gold happens. digger, but this reality TV show will pay for me to go on a little vacation. So I would have waited at least that long. But if it was going on a while and I was getting annoyed, I would have definitely left and I would have caused something on my way out. I'm an Aries. I know who I am. And I'm okay with that. Deja. I would have definitely caused something. I'm not leaving without a little drama in my wake. <laughs> I will say it was very epic of Brianna. So, you know what? You went out with a bang and you went out with your head held high. So props to Brianna. Meanwhile, we cut back to the one-on-one date with Kat and Zach. And Kat starts to tell her like tragic backstory. She says that... She's scared that Zach might meet the real her, and it might not be what he's looking for. Mainly that it seems like Zach has such a perfect family and such a perfect life, and it may not be the same as hers. I did, we did get a little glimpse of what Zach's family is like, and they seem pretty nice. I'm not sure what Kat is particularly scared of. I'm not sure. She's a nurse, so I'm, I'm sure she's seen terrible things, but I don't know. Like, would you be scared at this point? Because I wouldn't be. What do you think? I I think I, throughout this episode, I started thinking a little bit differently about how they're perceiving Zach. Because really, the mm-hmm. biggest challenge of his life that he's told us so far is when he was sick as an infant. Lovingly, <laughs> with all love and all respect, yeah. being sick before you can even speak isn't the biggest challenge. So if I had a rough family life, which, you know, we'll talk about if I had, um, past relationships that were traumatic, which we'll talk about. If I had these things and I'm looking at this person who really hasn't talked about experiencing that kind of thing, or what does it mean to go through that? I'd kind of start to wonder, like, am I quote unquote too much for him? Cause that's something people wonder in any relationship where they, where they're bringing their own traumas and past and challenges is like, am I too much? And honestly, I'm wondering, I'm wondering alongside them. Cause Zach might receive information mm. well, but I'm kind of waiting for him to talk about like, here's when I went through something, how I got through it, where I am now. Um, cause I think usually the, the lead, you hear about those things when they reciprocate to somebody else. But right now from Zach, we hear a lot of thank you for sharing. I, here's the thing. I'm stuck. It's week four of this season and I'm not hating Zach. I, I don't think that he's a terrible person, but I, <laughs> I realized something. I think, I think I know the reason why they chose Zach. Hear me out. Hear me. And let me know if I'm wrong. I think for the last couple of seasons, the, the producers have picked men who are frankly not mature enough to be engaged or not, or men who aren't don't take marriage or engagement seriously or this or this thing seriously and zach though he may be boring i do think that it's better than a lot of the other men 
I will say. Because if you look at Peter Weber, he still lived with his parents. If you looked at Matt James, he was not, unfortunately, black man to black man. He wasn't ready to have those conversations with uh, uh, his partner, who is not the same race as he is. If you look at Colton, he he had a lot to work to do internally. Um, who was the other guy? Clayton. <laughs> Who's, uh, Clayton. Uh, Clayton. Can't remember his name. Clayton with the whole like breaking up with two women at the same time. Zach, maybe is is what I'm trying to say is is Zach mature and that's why he's not making compelling television? Is that it? Mature or not, at the very least, he does know what he wants. And that cuts out a lot of nonsense. I think he knows. Yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm just worried. I'm like I'm not worried, but I'm like maybe he's just a normal guy and he, that just doesn't make compelling television. He feels pretty normal. I'm not worried Zach is going to you know, mess he up. He feels you very know? milk toast. It feels like yeah. so far 100% of the drama has come from the woman. He's yet to do anything. You know, I said from the beginning he is yeah. just some guy. He is the wooden spoon equivalent of a man. <laughs> and that's what he's bringing into this. And I don't hate it. I don't hate it. It's just not Damn. my favorite. Unflavored isn't my favorite flavor. Mm. <laughs> Gosh, dang, Deja. Anyway, let's get back into it. Zach, Kat says that Zach receives that information well. I mean, it. To me, he didn't go above and beyond, but she gets the rose, and she more importantly says that she is falling for Zach, which means I anticipate that she's gonna say, like, I love you, or she's in, like, she's gonna say the L word if she sticks around, you know what I mean? But we cut to the group date. Um, and Zach still can't dance. They, they cut to him and the women dancing, and he still, is doing something with his body, but it's okay. But more importantly, one of the voiceovers, I believe it's Kylie, says that all the women agreed to share their time with Zach this time. No one's going to be, oh, I guess no one's going to spend too much time with Zach. And Gabby, they're playing this like shrimp game where you throw shrimp in each other's mouths. Gabby can't play because she's allergic to shellfish. And she's worried that because she can't participate in this game, she's losing time with Zach because they're all supposed to share. During a limbo game, Anastasia skips the limbo line and immediately steals Zach for a sec. And the contestants are not happy. Mainly one of the contestants, Kylie, is not happy about how Anastasia kind of like pulled this move. So as Anastasia and Zach are talking about how sweaty they are, Kylie walks up to the cup or Anastasia and Zach and says, hey, can I steal them for a second? Right? Anastasia then asks, hey, can we have a couple more minutes? Was just not yet. She declines Kylie's offer to like steal him for a second. Kylie then says, I'm, I'm not going to fight with you. I don't like to fight. And Anastasia says, I'm definitely not going to fight you. And then Kylie leaves. Then Kylie, then Kylie comes back. Then Anastasia leaves. Meanwhile, everyone is smiling during this whole interaction. 
once Anastasia leaves, she goes to Greer and says, Kylie said she wanted to fight me because I wouldn't let her have time with Zach. Greer says, that doesn't sound like Kylie. But Anastasia then repeats this same verbiage to everyone else. And people are looking at this kind of like with squint eyes. Like, hmm, seems suspicious, you know? So then Kylie hears what Anastasia was saying about her and clarifies that she meant fight as in bicker. She didn't want to go back and forth. She didn't want to bicker with Anastasia in front of Zach. And people say that's pretty much what seems more logical, but the story is already out there, right? I, the question is, because this is the third time in this season that something like this has happened where a white woman on this show has perceived something or had something misinterpreted by another contestant of color. Either the contestant of color seems aggressive or something. Is there something in the water with this season? Because I'm, before I say anything else, Deja, what was your interpretation of this scene? Okay. My interpretation of this scene was fully based on Zach's expression, which was very calm, very relaxed. Clearly the words that were being said exactly the words of like, hey, I really don't want to fight. This is so awkward for me. We're normal. Clearly, those had been heard before. Because, um, you know, whatever could be going on between those two women, Zach had no idea. He was just sitting there and he had a smile on his face. Had Anastasia walked away and not said anything, she would have honestly come out looking a little bit better in that interaction. Because she was the one who seeded time. She was the one who was calmer. Like, Kylie did say she felt nervous about that sort of thing. She feels really awkward doing it. So, Anastasia came off as calm, cool, collected. Fine. Um, but then we're going to come out with this idea that there was a fight about to happen, that there was any sort of hint of aggression. It just doesn't make any sense. And it feels like not just grasping for straws, but... Once again, it doesn't even make sense to you in some part of your brain that this person should be here. So anything they do is kind of an act of aggression. Anything they do is rubbing up against your territory. And you're not doing that as much to the people who look just like you. Here's the thing. Uh, this, I think it's a clear-cut microaggression. I, I, this is a very clear microaggression, as in Anastasia, a white woman, took... Kylie, a woman of colors, word, as in she wants, she interpreted, she thought Kylie was going to fight her or she, how do I say this? I think she interpreted aggression from a woman of color when there is none. And that happens every single day to women of color, no matter how, I guess, politely they talk or this happens to me all the time as well like no matter how formal or nice i'm seeing people will add aggression when there is none and that white women especially oh go ahead deja go ahead and white women especially especially because the reality of our culture is that white women when juxtaposed to people of color 
their tears and their feeling of unsafety can literally be life or death in the real world outside of the bachelor it can be life or death because it is that powerful so even in the context of the bachelor we're dealing with the same dynamic it's just it's a new place but it's the same dynamic mm-hmm. so like super super clear the the thing is the thing i'm hung up on is on a I feel as though Anastasia, feeling as though that she's not one of Zach's favorites, starting overreaching in her moves this week of like stealing Zach or like doing all these things or like making, trying to like leave an impression on Zach or whatever she was trying to do. She was oh, really overextending herself too. And that's going to rub contestants the wrong way as well. And it's, and it turned out it bitter in the ass later in the episode. Because I'm just wondering, is it, are we finally see? I'm, I doubt this is the first time that this is happening in the Bachelor franchise, but I'm just noticing a pattern more so in this season, especially. But we'll talk about that later because we still have to do a recap also at the after party. Of this date, Katie and Gabby and all like your faves are starting to get their time. But Katie makes a joke about also putting up her elbows to get time. And Zach loves spending time with Katie. And Zach didn't seem kind of like mad about Katie wanting to put up her elbows to spend time with them. So I'm like, what is happening? Because nobody was mad at Katie, but. We'll get to that later. During the after party, Katie and Kylie try to clear up the air in front of everyone. Anastasia apologizes and says it was a misunderstanding, but she didn't put any words in the Kylie's mouth. Kylie's like, that's literally not what happened. I'm not sure where you're getting this information from. I'm not sure how anyone could interpret me wanting to fight you. But whatever. They agree to disagree. But Kylie, during her one-on-one time with Zach, goes to Zach and says, Hey, I didn't want to bring this up, but in case you didn't hear, Anastasia says that, like, I tried to fight her. And, like, she tells the story to Zach, but Zach was literally right there. He was there. Like, he also agrees with Kylie's events of the story. And she says, that makes no sense at all. But Kylie drops a little bomb and says that Anastasia was also overheard by her and Charity talking about how many Instagram followers that the contestants are going to get. And by Anastasia's estimates, they should have around 50K each by this week, week four. And Zach is not pleased whatsoever because we know Zach doesn't like to do drama. And I I, I have beef with this part of the episode. I have beef. But Deja, what, what do you think about the whole like followers Instagram? Was Kylie right to drop the little bomb with Zach? Zach is concerned that why was this even a conversation in the first place if you're really looking for love? And time and time and again for me, the show villainizes people for simply having the thought 
or just thinking how this show is going to affect their lives and followers and possibly becoming the next lead is a part of that. I think it's bullshit that Anastasia will get in trouble for that. I think it's bullshit that any any contestant will get in trouble for just talking about how the show affects their life. Call me crazy. What do you think, Deja? Up until you just said that, I was feeling more harsh towards Anastasia for that. And I, I got it to some degree, because, again, we both do work in social media. I'm going to think about it. I know mm. a few people who've either been on reality TV or gotten very far in the process of, you know, ending up on a show. Ooh. And they thought about their followers. They did. That, that's, that's a story for another day. That's, that's <laughs> some future, future decoding reality content. <laughs> Stick around. Um, but they thought about their followers, uh-huh. even if they were very serious about whatever show they were getting on. Uh, I think I was harsher to Anastasia because my thought was, you know what show you're on, and you know how this type of thing gets portrayed. Just don't talk about it. Because those girls are your competition at the end of the day. You're giving them fuel. You're giving them ammo. Um, But then, in hearing you say that, especially because a lot of these girls have realized at this point, Zach doesn't want them. Zach isn't giving them attention. If they're going to get anything out of this show at this point, it was a couple weeks off work, a vacation, and Instagram followers. I can't really be mad (laughs) that they're thinking about it. That's what I'm saying. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. Because remember remember a couple... You didn't even call a tinfoil hat moment, but here I am, transformed. (laughs) That could have been a good tinfoil hat moment. The tinfoil hat... The real fans were already Actually, you know what? I'm going to make this a tinfoil hat theory. Because everyone put on your tinfoil hats. Because I think it is in the show's best interest and the producers of the show best interest to not talk about that or have contestants not talk about that because it then ruins the illusion of looking for love but i think that's bullshit because if they if people were purely looking for love they wouldn't be on the bachelor they wouldn't be on a television show that's airing for all of america looking for love because if they were looking for love and they were open to the possibility of it, they wouldn't even, they wouldn't, the need to go on a television show is not necessary. But for these people, it is. And nine, okay. And here's another thing. Sometimes people sign up for this show, don't immediately get accepted and then get accepted for another season. They signed up for so-and-so to be The Bachelor, Clayton to be The Bachelor, but they got Zach. Are they wrong because they signed up for another Bachelor? Is that bad? Hmm? Hmm? It's, 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 I think it's the most, like, bullshit thing. It's bullshit. So, I will not be taking away points from Anastasia. Just for this act. The microaggressions lost her a lot of points, but for this, she was keeping it real. And a lot of the women there are thinking the exact same thing. And mic drop. (laughs) That mic drop, tinfoil hat safely secured, (laughs) um, and protecting us from the effects of producers. But 
I think even to your point, they should start just being real about it. Because I think we talked about this way back in the first sort of, what are we expecting for this season episode? Um, at this point, as viewers, we don't have this illusion of purity in these reality TV shows. We know they're being edited. We know that characters may not come off exactly as they are. We know that they're machines for fame. Viewers are smart enough at this point to hear somebody acknowledge that they'll get more followers and understand that might not be their sole motivation. But it's only the show's messaging around it and demonization of it that makes it so taboo. Justin, you just cracked the code. ABC, if you need Justin, they're available at Freddy's Roommate, wherever toys are sold. I also say Anastasia's estimate is grossly wrong because... Nobody was getting 50k. The only people that have 50k on Instagram right now, um, I guess are the people that came in with above 50k. Like Christina Mandrell was already an influencer before she got into the show. But at the same time, I also think about, I think The Bachelor is not as hot as it used to be. I mean, I think the height, the height, pure height of the Instagram kind of like girly Bachelor was Hannah Brown. And her and her legacy are the only people that have reached millions upon millions of followers. Maybe by the end of this, some of them will hit 50K. Maybe the winner will hit 50K. But I think that era is over. Right you know? now. Yeah, right now, the reality TV love stars are love is blind stars on TikTok. Yeah. I don't know where... A reality TV star on Instagram is popping off in the year 2023. Because they aren't. They aren't. Anyway, let's get back to the episode because me basically, Anastasia is not happy. She knows that she shot herself in the foot. She knows that she's not coming back from this. And Kylie's like, LOL, sorry. <laughs> because isn't it ironic how Anastasia's words are then used against her now meanwhile we cut to the next one-on-one day and that's with brooklyn who seems kind of nice she seems friendly her and zach go on an atv date and it seemed really fun they get made muddy and all that stuff but as they're sitting on the beach i think the only real notable thing besides the after part of this day is when brooklyn she makes out with Zach, and then she gives him a fist bump. She's like, nice one, bruh. And I was like, oh! <sighs> the Bachelor wants oh, a, a fiancé, not a friend. And I get it. I thought it was hilarious. I but, can't. Oh, my gosh. Deja, what'd you think? I can't fully... You know, forgive me, Father Fry, I've sinned, right? Sometimes you're just like, that was great. We should high-five. And that's me, personally. Now, would I do that if I knew I was on TV? Probably not. But if everyone's doing a good job and I'm having a good time, I think we should celebrate that. <laughs> so, I I gotta take my licks and accept the life that I'm living. Seriously? You're a... You're a oh my gosh. After, like, every good kiss or everything, you're like, good job, bruh. Come on. Not everyone, but if that's particularly good, should we not celebrate? It's called you know, romance, Deja. Should we romance. acknowledge? <laughs> you know what? You if do romance you. Can, be, can, can have silly little guys in it, 
yeah, do what you gotta do. And Zach points this out. He's like, really? Nucks after kissing? But whatever. They have a wonderful day. I think it goes pretty well. But mainly, the <sighs> Brooklyn after, after part tells her tragic backstory, which is she dated a person who was abusive to her. I won't joke about this part because this is pretty bad and upsetting. And I'm sorry that that happened to Brooklyn. Zach seems understanding, you know, um, I think it tells us a lot about Brooklyn and the, and the type of person that she's looking for. Cause Zach does seem like a very straight and narrow safe option. You know, and I can see why Brooklyn is attracted to that after hearing her backstory. So I won't, I won't make any jokes about this, but Deja, what did you think about this? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't even know if we really talk that much about what Kat had shared in the first one-on-one, which was, Zach, I know you come from this beautiful family where everybody loves each other and their marriages last forever. That wasn't my life. Um, and then you have this next one on one date and Brooklyn shares this very serious experience of physical and emotional abuse in the context of a long-term relationship. If I remember correctly, you know, she'd said it had gone for a while. And again, Zach is really good at receiving these things. He's very good at, and by really good, I mean like he doesn't act like a lot of men act. He is good at responding in a way that I think is emotionally mature and not kind of clamming up at the sight of emotions or clamming up at the sight of difficulty. And I think what these women keep trying to check is, I know your life is great, but am I too much for you? Because mm. I have a reality and I have an emotional reality that you haven't shown me you can connect to. I need to put this out there up front because if you don't want me, I can't stay here. Um And it was another moment where I'm like, wow. This show is bad for people. <laughs> I'm worried for people. You, you, this person who's been through abuse, you know, okay. and this is somebody that got to get to know mm-hmm. because the reality of it is you can get to know someone really well and not know that's going to happen. But you also can't get to know someone that well in a reality TV show where their job is to act well for cameras. And I just want, I just want everybody to be in safer situations and to maybe have therapy for a while and, and like a journal. I would love for everyone to start journaling. I think that would be very positive. I'm worried for these women and I'm worried for all involved at this point. I am also worried for these women because like, I, I don't think Zach is going to do anything bad, but at the end of the day, how well do you know somebody after an experience like this? You really don't. So, meanwhile, like, let's talk about all the other women who are also fighting for more time, because now, it is now the rose ceremony cocktail time, and the rest of the women are pretty worried. Mainly, I think Davia, they have like a one-on-one with Davia where she's like, I haven't spent time with Zach since the first week and I hope I get some more. And I'm like, girl, the writing's on the wall. It's over for you. I'm so sorry. But mainly, she talks about how she hopes she wants more time. Other contestants are trying to get time this week. But Zach means business. He goes in to the cocktail party pulls Anastasia aside and is like, gets a real, like, what is the deal? Like, what's going on? And Anastasia says what she said before, that 
she's a social media marketing manager. So they're like, she's constantly thinking about these things. And it's, it wasn't a, I guess, malicious intent. And Zach is still confused because he thinks that just because someone is talking about that, it worries him because they could, his main fear is someone not being here for him. And I get that as the lead. But at the same time, after that conversation, he quickly sends Anastasia home and goes on with the rose ceremony. This is bullshit. This is, uh, this is real bullshit to me because Anastasia was just the same thing happened to Thomas, the same thing that happened to many other contestants. I think it's bullshit that the show villainizes people for just thinking about how this is going to like affect their lives. Did you know that it's more statistically likely to become the lead of the franchise than it is to end up with the bachelor? It is more it is statistically more likely that you could be the bachelor or bachelorette than end up with the bachelor or bachelorette. It's true. It's true. It's statistically more likely. Whoa. Yep. Because wow. like you don't have to That's painful. because we we like you don't have to be in the final two or four anymore. They can pull from any season. Well, it's statistically more likely for some people. Yes, but <laughs> let's let's be real. I don't think you and I are gonna be the lead anytime <laughs> soon. But. but like it's statistically more likely the contestant becomes the lead. So you have to think about this stuff, you know, like, are we going to be met? Like there was a contestant, I think his name was Michael, who had a kid. He then left the show because his kid couldn't handle it. He then went to Bachelor in Paradise, but okay, if it was really about the kid, why are you coming back on the show? But like, is he, is he upset or would he be villainized or thinking about how the show would affect this child's life if this child shows up on national television? Is he, is he a villain? You know, to Zach's credit, though... True. I think mm-hmm. to Zach's credit, though, I feel like, from what we've seen of Zach so far, him sending Anastasia home made a lot of sense. Because... Yep, it made perfect sense. One, there was just the fact that she was creating the drama in the first place. But from his perspective, all he knows is that this conversation was happening. And he can never get into the house, and he can never get a clear answer. So if that's added into the back of his head, while in the front of his mind, she's causing drama, talking about people want to fight me, he saw the interaction, he knows what the reality is, it's already two strikes against her, and I think the third was the fact that he just didn't connect with her that much. Because if he did, there would have been more conversations. There wouldn't have been him kind of giving a whole speech about being real. That gave public shamey vibes not in the sense that he did this yeah. intentionally to attack anastasia but he was making a point and he was making an example damn rest in peace to anastasia gone too soon but anyway the rose ceremony happens and nothing of note happens except davia the girl who was hoping for more time next week gets sent home and genevieve another woman of color gets sent home so rest in peace genevieve rest in peace davia because next week they the entire cast is going to London. <laughs> and that is where we are going to end this recap. And now we're going to talk about our predictions for next week. I've been in London. You are currently in Europe, Deja. 
Let me know if you run into any bachelors or bachelorettes that while you're there. But what are your predictions for next week and the rest of the season to come? I think, to me, once they start traveling, it's really interesting because it's even more emphasized for them that they are not in their regular life. So I like kind of seeing how the dynamics change, how people act differently when they're really feeling, some of them looser, some of them it makes them realize how wild this experience is and how important it is to try and understand each other in this context. So I think this is going to stir things up, the just continued travel after the week they've just had. Um, and I kind of, I kind of hope that we get a little something from Zach. I need him to, um, have a personality a little bit more. I, I need to hear who he is because to date, I do not know what these women are fighting for. I don't know what is different about him than every other man on the planet named Zach. I haven't seen it yet. I want some material. I mean, when the bar is on the floor, it's easy to clear it. Let's be real. Let's be real. And they're starting to dig. <laughs> they're starting to um, dig. What are you expecting going I forward? think, okay, I think my, my rankings have changed a little bit. Still, number one, with a bullet, undefeated, for sure, is Katie. Either I, I guarantee she's the winner or the bachelorette. Because I think we, I think I like to pay attention because the lead not the lead, but the winner is always near the drama, but never the center of it. Katie was having those conversations with Anastasia, but she wasn't in any of it. And if she was in it, you wouldn't see it. My example number, like number one that comes to mind is Colton because Colton was in a lot of drama in the previews of his season with Michelle and they never aired it. I wonder why. Hmm. Anyway, I'll, I'll say put that in your pocket for next week. But I think my final four. Number one, Katie. Number two, I'm going to throw Gabby up there. I think she's also in the similar boat. She's near the drama. She, you get points where she's talking you to be memorable, but she's not in the center of it. I'll throw Gabby up there. Number three and four are the shakeups. Cause I'm going to throw chastity at number, or charity, not chastity, charity at number four. And number three, Ariel. She surprised me this episode. She was kind of smooth. She got the group date rose and she's also like her dry humor is slightly charming me a little bit. So I'll throw her up at number three. Do you have any rankings, shakeups this week, Deja? I think the shakeup for me this week is that I essentially agree with your four, which I didn't expect. Because, you know, I haven't been rating Katie as well this whole time. I've been like, she's cute. Like, I think she'll be around maybe next Bachelor. I don't know. And this episode, I started paying attention and seeing what you're talking about. They will find any excuse to throw Katie in when she has a cute little comment to say. (laughs) But if there's drama, Katie's just there to look cute. And... It's, I, I, I see it now. The writing is on the wall. The writing is on everything at this point. It's on the dresses <laughs> they pick for her. It's everywhere. So I'm with you now, bringing Katie up. Uh, I continue to believe Charity's going to be there. Gabby, 
it's it's not as though she's given a ton, but what she has given, I think, uh, I think she'll be around. And Ariel, I just she's she's uh, we'll see more of her. I'm sure. <laughs> I just yeah, like Ariel. Man. She she's so dry. It's like she's on the yeah. episode of The Office. You I know? knew the humor was gonna. <laughs> yeah, I knew uh, the humor was gonna appeal to you more. <laughs> Yeah, I get it. And hopefully, please, 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 for all that is good, let Zach be interested in a woman of color. Please, Charity, you're you're the last one on the big... And we don't mean oh, Greer. No. <laughs> we are not talking about Greer. Please, for the love of God. Like yeah. I said, I think her current social media tells me she is not a winner. Oh, she is gosh. not the next Bachelorette. Nope. But no, I can no, only no. hope and pray. So hope some prayers. Wait, did we did we come up with an episode title for this? Ooh. Oh my gosh, we, we totally I totally forgot. Okay, okay, okay. Ooh. Let me pitch you mine. Ooh, I have okay, one. Okay, okay. Go ahead, go ahead. Ooh, okay. Bahama Mama Drama. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Bahama Mama it was in Drama. There. It, was, it was bacon. Since yeah, Zach did refer yeah. to himself as a, quote, Bahama Papa looking for his Bahama Mama. And I only thought that was a minor hate crime. You know what? That might, that's better than mine. That's way better than mine. Because mine was, what was it? It was, a, it, oh, it was, she said, she said, by the seashore. <laughs> a little pun action. <laughs> Okay, there's layers to that. No, one. yours yours is better. Yours is better. Bahama Mama Drama. And that is going to take us Bachelors, to the end. Season twenty four, episode yeah. four. That's gonna bring us to the end of this week's episode of Decoding Reality. As a reminder, you can find more episodes of this podcast at decodingreality.tv. You can email us at decodingtv at gmail.com, and you can find us on TikTok at TikTok.com slash at decodingreality. Justin, where can the people find you for more thoughts like this? You can find me wherever toys are sold, at Freddy's Roommate, Twitter, Instagram, and on TikTok. Send your complaints to Deja, though, not me. (laughs) Deja, where can the good people find you? The people can find me on all platforms at Deja Talks TV. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And I hope they'll accept my rose so they can spend more time with us next week. Bye, folks! Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.